What up, what up, PC fam? Welcome to this special Saturday episode of Chill with Chill. Happy to see y'all. What's going on, Chill? How you living? I know Big Ox is he Big Ox he get excited about the show, but he particularly digs Saturdays though. I, I don't know what it is about Saturdays, but Big Ox particularly digs Saturdays, yo. So Man. I get I, I'm ready to rock and roll. Definitely. Yeah, Saturdays just feel a little bit more energetic. I feel like the the viewers feel like they come up with a little more energy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because Wednesday might be hump day. Maybe the guys, maybe they might be a little more wore down from the work week or something. Yeah. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm I'm really digging it. Um, mm -hmm. Even though, um, you know, all star and all star selections have been a little a little tiresome, a little troublesome for us. But, you know, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, should say, I want to ask real quick, what's the most impressive, impressive performance not just necessarily scoring performance, but what's the most impressive performance? Who are you most impressed in, impressed by so far this season? It could be player, I, coach, GM, anything, just hoop related. Who am I the most impressed by? Um, Colin Sexton, man. Colin Sexton is getting back mm. to who he was when he was in Cleveland. Don't forget, Colin Sexton, when he was in Cleveland, he represented at that at that time, I think he represented like five or six guards that was averaging like 25 a game or more. Um, it wasn't that many that were doing that. And don't get me wrong, he's not much of a passer, but he can pass. Um, but what he's doing in Utah, I think that he's in the conversation for most improved player. He had a stretch. Um, this this I, I think he had a six-game six stretch where he was averaging 22 a game, and then he got back in the starting lineup. Um He's actually been working out really good for Utah. I've been the most impressed with him, and I'm the happiest for him too because he, it was almost like he was sent to Utah to, to just fade away. I mean, he signed mm -hmm. him to an extension, but it was almost like he was sent there to fade away, and he showed that you know, he can rock. He can definitely rock. Everybody's talking about Danny Ainge moving off of um, uh, uh, Laurie Markkinen, and they're actually trying to do something out there. In Utah, and Colin Sexton is a big part of that. So I'm 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 really impressed with what he's doing. I am. Yeah, I watched the um, I watched the game on playback. Uh, Utah versus 76ers. I watched that with J. Rob and Jalen just a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though, as we know, Joel wasn't there, mm -hmm. um, Utah competed. You know that they, they, it was a it was yeah, a really good game. Yeah. It was a really good game. They fought hard. Uh, Lori went crazy in that third quarter i believe it was and um yeah but i i, I like college sexy i really like chris dunn over there I'm, I'm happy to see chris dunn still still around still in the nba still fighting I'm playing great defense um you know just just being a just being a real a real hooper if you would what, uh chris dunn, what, happened, really what happened with chris dunn big ox i mean he, he was was it because he was on, was he on a bad team in chicago and they really didn't know what they were doing with him and then he basically gets to utah and they kind of giving him an i. They, they kind of giving him an identity. It's almost like he found a home out there. Right. That's what it seems like. It seems like yeah. he almost. It's almost like he seemed like he found a home out there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's something like that. I think so. I think I think they're just letting him play out there in mm -hmm. Utah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I was kind of worried. I thought I didn't think he was gonna make it. I didn't think he was gonna make it too too much longer in the league. But it's good mm -hmm. to see that he is. Um, I like I like that team in Utah. I'm not sure what they need. To to become um, not contenders, but to become I don't I don't think Utah is getting taken serious mm -hmm. by the league and by the people that watch uh, fans, hoopers, anybody. I don't think I don't think we're taking Utah serious. So, mm -hmm. what do you think Utah needs to be taken serious? 
an identity, to be honest with you, because is, is Laurie Markkinen the man? Is he their guy? I mean, he's their all-star, but is he their guy? Colin Sexton, like I said, I've been the most impressed with him. And it's almost like he went there to be forgotten. What's the story in Utah? What kind of identity do you guys have? Who is your lead guard? Who is your best player? It looks like it, it looks like Laurie Markkinen is their guy. And it looks like Colin Sexton could be their lead guard of, lead guard of the future. And I think that they, they're in need of a third scorer. I think they straight in their rotations because Jordan Clarkson still one of the best rotation players in the league. Mm -hmm. Kelly O is one of the better vets in the game. I really mm -hmm. like him. And the kid, um, Keontae from, from Baylor, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's really good. I, I, I do. Mm -hmm. And this kid, Walker Kessler, I, I, I think he's definitely going to be one of the better defensive bigs in the game. Mm -hmm. But with all of this young talent that they have, they don't seem to have an identity. That's the problem. They just kind of seem to just be figuring it out as they go. And it works in some instances. I think as of right now, I, I, I think that they're in the – in the if they're not in the play-in tournament, they're literally right outside of it. So if, if they're not in the play-in tournament, they're, right. li they're literally right outside of it. So I think that they could use themselves – I think they could use themselves a third guy. Because mm -hmm. if we build in this thing, right, if we build in this thing, it sounds like they build in this thing – through Colin Sexton, Laurie Marketing, and number three, whoever that is. But that's who these that's who their players are right now. It's Colin Sexton and Laurie Marketing. And again, they have Walker Kessler, who he plays, not he plays, but he doesn't play as much as I would like him to play, to be honest with you. I I, I would like him to play a lot more. I'd like to see him get significant minutes. Like the the 25, 30 minutes he's getting, I, I'd like to see that dude, I, I'd like to see that dude play way more than I do mm -hmm. way more than I do. And I think he would help them win more if he was used differently. And I think that they got a good coach too. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in favor of, of running young coaches off. If, if, if they don't, if they don't win immediately. So I'm, I'm, I'm having a difficult time with the logic that, you know, Hardy isn't a good coach. He's got young kids, right. man. And he's right. trying to figure it out. Um, <clears throat> the one thing I will say about, about, about Coach Hardy, though. And uh, Tank says right here in the chat, though, he said Utah Utah doesn't run any plays through Lori. He just casually be getting 30. I don't think it's that they don't run plays through Lori. It's more so that a lot of times that offense is extremely stagnant. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen – I watched, the, the, like I said, the, on the playback the other day. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Chilltown, I've seen maybe three, four possessions straight where nobody touched the paint. Like, not even, not even cutting through the paint. Not not penetrating to the paint and kicking it out, mm -hmm. not collapsing the defense, barely shifting the defense. It's just they're basically playing like four out, uh, sometimes five out, mm -hmm. and they're just dribbling around like going. To, it's it's a lot of east and west, no north right. and south. You know, no what I'm saying? action so, at the rim, no action yeah, at the nothing. rim. Um, and mm -hmm. I hate to see that. I just hate to, mm -hmm. at, at any level. Obviously, you know, I really my most most of my experiences, you know, watching high school college stuff like that so i do understand that sometimes i get the mindset of not so much the nba where i want to see more of this and the nba right. is a lot of iso this and that I, I understand i might be a little uh living in the past with that i mm -hmm. do but that's some but still even at times especially on the team like utah where we don't have a wing guard that who's our who's our iso man like i don't right. really see who who they have over there they got talented guys sexton clarkson but i need somebody who, on the wing that i can get a ball to and you could just go to go to work then. If, if we're not gonna right. run any offensive sets, like you know, like running, you know, running any, any offense, 
Right. And I need you to I need I need a guy on the wing that I could get a ball to that I that I'm allowed I'm allowing him to shoot 22 shots and I know right. he can go for 35. You right. know what I'm saying? So I don't sure. see that in Utah. Right. And 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 when you have something like that, big ops, well, you're gonna give yourself a chance every night. If you got a guy that I know for a fact that when we get into the meat and potatoes of the game, or not even the meat and potatoes of the game, big ox, mm -hmm. let's we're we're we we're, we're going out, we're going throughout the game, and I got a guy who I can go to who can get me two or three straight buckets that we can get a rhythm going. Mm -hmm. And they seem to have Colin Sexton do that sometime. I don't think that they run a lot. They run action for Laurie marketing, but the but the Utah Jazz, they're a very perimeter-oriented team. And with them being a perimeter-oriented team, they get up and down the floor a lot. They yeah. get up and down the floor, and they play pretty fast. With all of that being said, when the game slows down, like you just mentioned, when you don't have a lot of action around the basket, that's not that difficult to guard. When you just right. got five dudes on the perimeter, there isn't much spacing when nobody's cutting to the basket. There isn't much spacing when all of these dudes are just standing around, just passing the ball to each other. That, 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 that's not that's not a recipe for success. That's a recipe for disaster. But to answer your question, Big Ox, I'm 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 definitely the most impressed with with, with Colin Sexton. I've always dug him though. Okay. Right, mm -hmm. great. Let me let me get to this super chat real quick. Um, first let me say uh shout out to John Collins, though. I'm I'm happy John Collins is you know, doing what he can do in YouTube. Yeah, I've, always, I've always liked John Collins. Yes, he is. Um, but this super chat is from Libin Guild. Yep. How does Chill have Tatum over Kawhi? Because of what I've seen over the last three years. <clears throat> Excuse me, over the last three years with his development, how much better he's gotten as a scorer, how much better he's gotten as a defender, how much better he's gotten as a playmaker, his availability. All of that stuff matters. And every year he has improved, becoming an all-pro, first team. He's not the defender that Kawhi Leonard is, no question about that. I don't think he's the defender that he is. But the fact that him performing in the postseason, and more importantly, his availability, the fact that he's available more than anybody, more, more than any of the guys at his position. I think Jason Tatum last year, he played 75 games. I think mm. the year before that, he played 78 games. The fact that, he, the fact that he's available like he is, I think that that matters to me. I feel like that matters to me more than anything. I'm not going from a I'm, I'm not going from a talent basis because I think that Kawhi Leonard, who from for a lot of people they watch his game, his game is really vanilla. It's not a lot of Kawhi Leonard does not do a lot of extra crispy stuff, but mm -hmm. what he does do, he's ridiculously mm -hmm. effective at it. It's one dribble pull ups. It's two one two dribble pull ups playing in the mid range. Where I mean, if you ask me. I'm not sure that I could name 10 guys who had a better mid-range in their prime than Kawhi Leonard. So with that being said, Kawhi Leonard is still awesome. I just have seen him s slowly decline. His body was breaking down, and I feel like guys like Jason Tatum passed him. He's having a, he's, he's, he's having a bounce back year this year. He's having a bounce back year this year, but, I mean, I don't know how long that's going to last. I will eat my words if – Kawhi Leonard plays past this year at this level again because I feel like I'm I'm not sure he's gonna be in the league in two years. Right, right. Man, Chilton, you you have no idea how bad I want this, the Clippers to win the championship. Absolutely, and uh, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because because there's something that you and me got to talk about. Yeah, yes, yeah, we, we do. Get, if you if I'm if we're talking about the same thing, we're getting to that right now. I, mm -hmm. I can't I can't go on with this, this suspense. Mm -hmm. I need everybody to, to put some mm -hmm. respect on his name. Y'all call y'all say a lot of people say I hate on the guy, but I feel like I'm just keeping it real. That's just what I gotta do. But let's mm -hmm. talk about Russell Westbrook to mm -hmm. 
let's talk about Russell Westbrook let's and what he just accomplished. You you care to fill the people in that don't know? Well, Russell Westbrook, they they just played Detroit, uh, I think two nights ago, and he just surpassed the twenty five thousand point mark. He's one of four active players in the game today. Him, James Harden, KD, and James that have twenty five thousand points or more. And how far is Paul George away from that? Do you know? I, I don't know how I'll far think, Paul I'll, George I'll is. I, I don't know how far Paul George is away from that, but I know th those four guys mm -hmm. are that. And you and I had a conversation. You you and I had a conversation earlier this season, Big Ox, where everybody, including myself, was down on everybody, including myself, was down on the Clippers. But then I asked the question: What if this thing works out? What if this thing works out, and Russ gets to where I think he's going to get? As of right now, Big Ox, Russ is six hundred and six hundred and twenty-two assists away from the ten thousand assist club. He's six hundred. How, how far is it from rebounds? Uh, he's, I think he's about a, a little over a thousand or so, a, a thousand or so more. But twenty-five thousand points, ten thousand assists. That's only James. That's it. Nobody else is in that club. So, don't get me wrong. I can appreciate how a lot of people will talk about averages over totals. But you're talking about a Russ who I think Russ had a had a six year stretch where he was a double figure assist guy. He was a double figure assist guy, averaging double figure. He led the league in assists, I think, three times. He led the league in assists, and that, and that, that's not total. That's on average. That that's on average that he's doing that. Russ has been one of the and, and one of the main reasons. One of the main reasons why Russ is where he is in the, I think he's been in the league since 2008. He's been in the league in, in 2024. So he's been in the league 16 years. One of the main reasons why Russ is where he is, Russ plays. Mm -hmm. Russ plays just about every night. If you go look at Russ's track record, Russ plays just about every night. No, my, nobody, no, nobody is, 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 there aren't many guys that are more durable than Russ over the course of this time. And the fact that he took a back seat, which I was wrong about, because I thought that with the situation that he had with the Lakers, playing with the Clippers, and having to go back to the bench, having to go back to the bench, I felt like that was going to wreck him. Only except it didn't. He fit right into that role. He fit right into that role. And in the process of him fitting into that role, he's been really good for them. Big Ox over the last, before last night, and I don't think that he, I don't think that he did, I didn't check, I, I didn't check much of it, but before last night, Big Ox, because I had been watching the Clippers, Russ had a 10-game stretch where he's averaging less than two turnovers a game for 10 straight games. So that's a that's a big deal when you got a ball handler like James Harden, who's also over that time averaging less than two, also averaging less than two turnovers a game. So that means that these guys are taking care of the basketball, they're more efficient in their scoring, and Russ is giving them really good minutes off the bench. Really good minutes off the bench. I wasn't uh I wasn't a huge Russ fan later in his career but in the beginning man i was on the rust train no question about that i was i was i was huge on the rust train and with that being said when i when when kd left him and he started to play at an mvp level i mean i started watching him more but i think this is fantastic big ox and the question that need, there's a lot of people that there, there's a lot of people who don't want to have this conversation because if the Clippers end up winning the NBA championship, which I'm, don't get me wrong, today, as of today, I'm out. I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not in on the Clippers. I'm out. But if this thing actually works, 
and Russ does what I think he's going to do, Big Ox, 622 assists away from 10,000 assists. Just so you know, Big Ox, over the next two years, which I think Russ is going to play two more years, that's four assists a game. That's it. That's four assists a game. He's averaging five now. He can do that off the bench. There's, there's, yeah. there's, no, there's no reason for me to think that he can't do that. So to be a part of that, I mean, there has to be some different conversations about Russ, especially if they win it, particularly if they win it, man, because yeah. Russ has been so good for so long that we uh, he, he really is one of the most underappreciated guys that this league has ever seen. I can I can agree with that. Um, I see the 9.4 um, assists. Mm -hmm. I'm more interested in the 8.2 rebounds. Yes, eight point two thousand. I need I need Russ to get. If Russ is gonna do it, I need Russ to do it. I need mm -hmm. twenty five, ten, and ten from Russ. That's that's gonna be undeniable. That's gonna be undeniable to where you have to put him in your top five point guards. It'd be if, if they, especially if they win it. Oh yeah, if they if they win one, and, and mind you, and, win it? And, and mind you, because I heard um. I, I like to always tap into to people's uh, playback whenever I can. Mm -hmm. um, I tapped into um, uh, Dub and, and Mars yesterday. And I love those young fellas, but they disappointed me again when when they got to <laughs> when they when they got to talking about not paying attention to role players. I was just like, Dub, you you have to pay attention to role players. They're so important. Um, once again, I, I love the I love the young fellas. Though I'm not you know not trying to say they anything. Got, they, they, but, they, they, they got. Big Ox, that's, these are the dudes you was having a conversation with. These are the same dudes that said that rebounding wasn't that important. Don't forget okay. who you're dealing with. Just remember, who, <laughs> but, don't, forget, don't forget who you're dealing with. Just remember yeah. that one. But mm -hmm. I just think the role players are so important. You know, and if if Russ is coming off the bench, four assists, you know what I'm saying, six, seven rebounds, and, you know, I don't know how many points is cool. I, what is, do you know how many points is average right now? About 11, 11 games. About 11 okay, games. 11. If he if Russ if Russ can do that off the bench and he's gonna bring the energy on the defensive end, I think that that's um, a pivotal part in the championship role. Like your six, your sixth, seventh, eighth man, and then when you get to the when you get to those the Western Conference and the finals and stuff like that, that ninth man, they're so important. We all remember those boss those oh eight Boston Celtics. <clears throat> we remember Leon Poe. You know, we, we remember we remember Tony Allen. We remember those guys off the bench that came and won that championship. <clears throat> Yeah, Russell well, Westbrook is so important, and if he does win a championship, he's going to be a pivotal part in winning that championship. He deserves all the all the praise for getting that ring. So if he Oscar. comes with the ring, 25, 10 to ten, showtown. Can't deny. We, 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 we don't have a problem saying that. We don't have a problem with with Bill Walton coming off the bench right. with the Boston Celtics. We, are, right. we, we we do not have a problem with him coming off the bench. Same thing with 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 James. If if the if Oklahoma City would have won it in two thousand twelve. We wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have said anything about James Harden coming off the bench. We would have praised mm -hmm. that as, as bad as he played. We would have praised him coming off the bench. So the fact that Russ has now become a rotation player, a damn good one, by the way. I mean, last year when he was with the Lakers, there was a stretch where he was one of he was one of the leading candidates for six man of the year. One of the leading candidates for six man of the year. Yeah, Russ is gonna drive you crazy, big ox, because he's gonna throw the ball in the third row. Yeah, he's gonna drive you crazy because he's gonna take untimely shots and he's gonna shoot the ball over the backboard. But you know what he you know what else he's gonna do? He's gonna show up every night, he's gonna mm -hmm. play hard every night, he's gonna give you that effort every night. There is not one night where you're gonna see Russ and you're gonna be like, Well, he doesn't really he didn't really play hard tonight. No, that's not Russell Westbrook. And if the Clippers were to win it. If the Clippers were to win it, he's going to be a big reason why. Big reason. Certain. 
certain um let me see we got another super chat yeah from honcho 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 even though your boys call you luncho mm. so uh big ox i feel like you were a big antonio gates fan both in the nfl and when you hooped at kent state shout out antonio gates and chill town were you a big fan of julius peppers no i really wasn't I was not. I was a fan of Antonio Gonzalez, though. I did like him. Mm. Yes, I did. Oh, yeah. Antonio, Antonio Gonzalez. Yeah, he I was did dope. like Antonio Gonzalez. Yes, I yeah. did. Mm -hmm. And Charlie Ward. Go do your homework on Charlie Ward. Yeah. That was a, that was a good era of tight ends. Mm -hmm. um, Antonio, uh, obviously Shannon Sharp. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of those guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. I got a lot of, a lot of good uh, tight ends back in those days. Uh, what's, his, yep. what's my guy? Jimmy Graham. Mm -hmm. Um, my god, oh, I'm forgetting Vernon Davis. Love Vernon Davis. I was, yeah, I, 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 I'll go throw my Vernon Davis jersey on right now, <laughs> big ox. You know, you know, I believe 49 are red, <laughs> right, those right. are my guys. You know yeah. what time it is, so absolutely, man, absolutely, definitely. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Chad, y'all be on the lookout for that in the next couple of seasons, man. Russ going for that 25 10 and 10, man. Y'all yeah. be on the lookout for that. Uh, let me see, we got context in the back. Um, what up, Tex? What up? You there? See if we can get him back. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. come. I'll come back yeah, for you. I'll come back for you. See if we can get him back. Mm -hmm. yeah. See if we can get him back. So, what's um, uh? What's up, I'm, I'm, I'm just I, what I'm what I'm thinking about. I want to get back on the Clippers. Cause okay, yeah, let's do that. The, the reason why is because I'm thinking to myself with this unit that they had put together. Right? Is it anything else that they need? And then I'm looking at what they already have. And I'm thinking to myself, no, there is nothing else that this crew needs. They don't need another rebounder. They don't need any rotation guys. Norman Powell is one of my favorite players off the bench. Russ is giving, Russ is giving them great minutes off the bench, right? Man is giving them great minutes. So they got a great rotation. They have James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard in the starting lineup with a big who, by the way, thrives with Russell Westbrook? He threat. He plays really good with. He plays really good with James Harden too. But I feel like he's look. He's 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 more effective when he's playing with Russ because he knows that Russ is looking for him. He knows that for a fact. James Harden is more of a shoot shoot and score first point guard and not point guard but guard. And Russell Westbrook is a score scoring guard too, but he's more of a downhill guy. And when Russ goes downhill, Russ is looking for you around the basket. And I think Zubak recognizes that with him. And I think he's I think he's more apt to play. I think he's more mm -hmm. apt to play and be more effective when he's playing with Russ. And with right. all that being said, this whole thing, Big Ox, is contingent on one dude. And that one dude is the dude who was the finals MVP in 2019, which was six years ago. Right? It's that one dude. Other than that. We've seen nothing else from the Clippers but under but injuries and underperformances. This year, some 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 of the people are gonna tell me that it seems different. Well, it does seem different. Why? Because Leonard has been healthy so far. Last season in the playoffs, before he got hurt, you could make it a legit argument. Kawhi Leonard was he was looking like he was gonna be the best player in the playoffs. He was looking like he was gonna be the best player in the playoffs. Until he broke down. That's the thing that I'm concerned with more than anything with him. Right. Because when he's healthy, 
He's shown me he could get it done. He's shown me that he can get it done, even with the pieces that are around him. He showed me he could get it done. I watched that uh that that game six of, of them playing against the Warriors and how good that, and not just how good he was, but how good that Toronto team was. Mm-hmm. And if you put that kind of you put that kind of talent around a player like Kawhi Leonard, especially today, I mean he could he could definitely be awesome. The problem is, is is he gonna hold up? Because over the last five years, what have I seen? Break down, break down, break down. I have never questioned Kawhi Leonard's game. Kawhi Leonard has always been awesome. The question is, is can he hold up? The, the guy over the last four seasons, he's, I think he's averaging 53 games, if I'm not mistaken. I think over the last four seasons, he's averaging 53 games. In mm-hmm. four or five seasons, he's averaging 53 games. I can't count on nobody playing barely half the season and breaking down in the playoffs. I can't count on you. 2021, I think it's 2022. I'm sorry. Yeah, 2021, tore up his knee in the playoffs. Last year, tore up his knee again in the playoffs. So, I mean, I can't count on you when 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 that's going on with you. That doesn't negate how good he is. That doesn't exclude how awesome he is as a talent because he's the engine. Of all of those guys, Big Ops, Norman Powell's been to the NBA championship and won it as a mm-hmm. rotation guy. And he's playing his and he's playing his role as great as anybody could possibly play. Russell Westbrook has been to the NBA championship. Didn't win it, but has been to the NBA championship. Now he's in a reduced role, and he's great. Paul George already told us he's not a number one. He already told us that. We've seen James Harden go deep into the playoffs and, and, and ultimately not work out. The one guy who we've seen do it, the one guy who we've seen do it more than once, it's contingent on him staying healthy. And that's the thing that I'm worried about because over the last couple of years, he hasn't been. That's why I'm out on the Clippers. Mm. You know what, though, Shutdown? This team is this team is so good mm-hmm. that they can compete without Kawhi if Paul George is healthy. Mm. Can they win it? No, I don't mm. think so. But they can compete. They can compete. They're at least at least at at the least they're a very tough second round exit. If if everybody else is healthy, if Paul George is, I mean, if K, if Kawhi's out, mm-hmm. but everybody else is healthy, I can see it. I, I can see them still being a competitive team. Well, what well, what did they get together for, Big Ops? We didn't get together Everything. to be a competitive. We did not get together to be a competitive second round exit. No, right. right. James Harden asked mm-hmm. to come to the Clippers because we're trying to win it. Mm-hmm. Paul George is staying with the Clippers because they're trying to win it. Kawhi Leonard signed an extension because they're trying to win it. Russ, who I thought was great on that team last year before Kawhi Leonard went down. To be honest with you, Big Ops, before Kawhi Leonard goes down, I'm not sure that Phoenix beats them. I am not sure that Phoenix beats them. I think that they beat Phoenix. If and, that's what, and, that's without, and that was without Paul George. He ain't even in the lineup. But right. I think that if Leonard stayed healthy, mm-hmm. I think that they beat I think that they beat Phoenix because – I thought that he was playing like the best player, not in that series. I thought that he was playing like the best player in the playoffs. That's what he was looking like at that point. But he tore up his knee again, and then here we are again with him. So when the playoffs start, we're going to need him more. Than we, we're going to need him more in the playoffs than you do in the regular season. And the idea that, well, they brought him along slow last year. I mean, they, they brought him along. They're bringing him along slow in this beginning of the season. Well, they did the same thing last year. They brought him along slow. Then he broke down in the playoffs. That's the thing I'm concerned with with him more than anything, Big Ox. That's why I'm out. Right. I agree. I, I agree with that. Um, 
I mean, I, I don't agree with being out. I'm not out on the Clippers. Right. So I'm just, you know, I'm just agreeing with what you said. You big on them. You you you're huge on the Clippers. Very you, big you, on the Clippers. Phoenix and the Clippers. You you you've been you've been adamant about them before we before that before the first jump ball in October. Mm -hmm. You told us in the summer you was loving everything that you were seeing from Phoenix. You yeah. was loving everything that you were seeing from the Clippers. Mm -hmm. But I just got to see it, Big Ox. I do. Right. If if he if he can hold up, we having a different conversation. Right. Um, but speaking of uh, guys holding up, you mentioned Kawhi tearing up his knee. Um, I see you back. Uh, you pull back up, text. I'm gonna bring you up for this conversation. I, I want you. I want to get your intake on this as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but chill town. So speaking of guys tearing up their knees and whatnot, um, mm -hmm. Joel and B. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they said they said they were gonna go through the weekend and figure out the best plan for treatment. So. Um, if they do decide a surgery, right, meniscus cleanup, uh, best case scenario, what give them six, seven, eight weeks. If it's just a, if it's just a little cleanup, a little what they call it, the micro, you know, just a cleanup, he'll be back. But six weeks, seven, mm -hmm. you know, uh, right. where where we at? We're getting to February, so we're looking at about the playoffs. End of March, end of March right. beginning around of April, around around um, the playoffs. Can the Sixers hold on? If if he does have to go down for let's call let's just call it eight let's just call it eight weeks if 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 Joel has to go down for eight weeks to recover and he comes back fresh in the playoffs can the Sixers hold hold strong and not end up in the playing or something like that? I don't know if they stay as a, as a top three seed in the East. I mean they've already dropped to five before right. before he went down. Add that to the fact that they're I think six five or six games under five hundred with Joel Embiid out the lineup. Big Ox, when you got a thirty five and eleven guy. In your lineup, just about everything you do is predicated on him and on both the offensive and defensive end of the floor. And when you lose that, now what we got to do is we got to reconstruct our entire offense and our defense. This guy is our rim protector. He's our rebounder. He's our guy that we go through. He's our guy that we go. He runs our offense. We run our offense through him. He's our guy that we go to for buckets. He's our guy that we go to when we're in transition. He is everything for us. So when we don't have that, now it's not one of those – that's why it makes me nuts when I hear this, Big Ox, the whole next man up logic. There is no next man up for Joel Embiid. No. Uh-uh. There is no next man up for Joel Embiid. He's it. If, if, if Paul Reed – there's a reason why Paul Reed is a backup. You're not as good as the big fella. That's that, that, that doesn't mean that you can't be a solid rotation guy, which he is. You're just not as good as the big fella. And now what we got to do is we got to reconstruct everything we're doing. Why? Because everything we're doing is predicated on him. And we don't have enough guys to supplement what he does. So we can't get a bunch of guys that now, okay, we're going to make up for his rebounding. We're going to make up for his scoring. No, because the way we run our offense, that's the way he scores. So how are we going to score now? We're not going to be able to score the way we did when he was on the floor. So to lose him, that's going to be huge, Big Ox. And I'm going to tell you this, and you might think I'm nuts. I'd shut him down for the season. I'd shut him down for the season. Yep, I, I I would shut him down. Even if season. even if it's just to, even if it's just something to clean up, just to click, you know, when sometimes you just got the a piece of the meniscus just hanging out, yeah. you just got to go clip it out. And you you shut him down. If I'm not mistaken, Big Ox, this is the same injury from last year. This is a reoccurring problem. This isn't something that's something new. This isn't like you know, I had an MCL and then uh, I got tendonitis or my elbow. No. One, it's in it's the same injury. Two, it's in the same knee. And I got a big guy. This isn't a this isn't a two guard who is a little bit more agile and who's lighter. No, I got a big guy. So I got to be particularly careful about how I handle him. 
Because if mm-hmm. I bring him back before the playoffs, how the playoffs get ramped up, how the energy gets ramped up, he tears that knee up. I lose him for next season too. Mm. I don't just lose him for the rest of this season. I lose him for next season too. And if I do that, I'm in a I'm in a world of trouble. A right. world of trouble. If if it's um, me, I'm shutting him down. I heard wow. I heard that they were I heard that they were looking at a uh, Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. If the six if the Sixers can pull off a Demar Derozan trade in the next five days, in the next five days if the Sixers can pull off a Demar Derozan trade. Let him rock with Tyrese for the next six weeks. Stay around the four or five seed. I got to bring Joel back. I got to go for that run, Chilton. I got to go for that. That's that's our chance. That's the window right there. I have to go for that. So, quick question. First of all, salute, fellas. What's going on? What uh, up, what up, what up? Uh, my first question to you, Ox, would be, you're flipping Debo with Tobias. Are you flipping Tobias, taking Tobias Harris out the lineup? I- I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the move is. Uh, I just saw Mm. a couple things on Twitter and uh, Instagram and stuff like that. It it was nothing like um, it was nothing like oh, a trade is in the works. It was just um, them saying that the Sixers had the Sixers had inquired about uh, about Demar. So yeah, but I'm pretty sure Tobias would have to be in that, correct? Like for the money um, to match up. Is that is that true, Chilton? Like yeah, I think I think it would have to be that. I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. I think Chile, I, I think Chicago hands him over for a bucket of extra crispies. I think they got a fire sale going on in Chicago. No to buy okay. I think they got a fire sale going on in Chicago. Where have they been over the last two years? <laughs> They've been a bottom of the play-in. They've been at the bottom of the play-in tournament. Boo-boo. If the play-in tournament, boo-boo. if the play-in, if the play-in, if the play-in tournament wasn't around, this is not a playoff team, right? So, with that being said, what are they? Like I told you Boo-boo. guys, Lonzo Ball, losing Lonzo Ball really screwed them up. And this is where they've been over the last two, three years. This is them. So when you have a fire sale, I immediately think about uh I I, I immediately think about waiting to excel when 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 homegirl was selling skis. These are three, four hundred dollar skis. Give me two dollars for them. Here you go. You can have them. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you want this suit right here? You want this six hundred dollars yeah. suit? Give me fifty dollars yeah. for it. Everything, because yeah. because we, we got to start over in Chicago. We have to. Uh, I got even a better one. So you know when there's uh, I. So you guys uh, from uh, areas, you guys are familiar with Dr. J's, right? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you're familiar with Dr. J's um, Ox. So usually, Dr. J's is the first sign of a store when you know there's gentrification going on. They're gonna be the first one where everything must go. You gonna see the <laughs> the construction signs up. You gonna see sneakers two for thirty. They gonna give you the case mm-hmm. with the Jordan. Like, hold on, I get cases and Jordan. What's happening over here? Body's Jordan. Doctor 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 J's is a store. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dr. Mm-hmm. Oh, Doctor J's. Not the only we got none of those over here. It's in the northeast. Yeah, we don't got none of those. It's in the northeast. Your body's your body's J's. We throw you in a pair of K Swiss, a pair of K Swiss for twenty five dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sneaker spot. It's like a like it's like a sneaker spot, and they sell like you know your little knickknack hood stuff, but they sell mainly sneakers and whatnot. Okay, so. I agree with you, um, Ox. I mean, chill. I, I agree with you. I think um, they might give up Debo. And if they can keep Tobias Harris, I'm going to look at the standings and I'm going to throw Joel in the mix. Now, if I can't get Debo and we're looking shaky, we're on the bottom five, I'm with you, chill. There's no point. Let Tyrex Maxey ball out, you know, show his worth, you know, show if he can, the shot creation, leverage, things like that. He, he might win you a game, you know what I mean, or two. And then we can see how he plans out and then prepare for the following year, try to re-up in the summertime and see if we can get some more pieces. I agree with that. 
Um, but it's it's a tough task because I feel like if you do have uh, DeRozan, now you're you're really competitive in terms of the things that you needed, which is an extra shot creator, extra ball handler. Like he might be that fit that might take Philly over the top. Um, mm. Speaking of that, I want to transition real quick um, because you're familiar with big men, and you, like you said, Joe loves um, uh, the big men. Um, his cousin is probably one of the greatest big men in my gener- in my generation. So my question is in regards to Giannis and his his play style. For him to get to the next, to him to get to maintain um, the dominance that he has, what do you think his play style should end up going to? Should he get bigger? and start playing like Shaq or should he stay as this, you know, smaller guy and play, you know, uh, a little bit more fluid face up game, uh, driving from the rim perimeter oriented. Because for, in my opinion, I think that once his athleticism dwindles down, right. Although he's going to still be athletic, the fact that he has really no post work and the jump shot is shaky. What is he going to resort to like what is he going to end up for there is text there is nothing little about Giannis. Every nothing little about Giannis. He's every bit of 6'11. Like he's like 255. Huge. He's huge. Shoulders is he's huge. Yes, he's a huge so dude. no, what I mean by little, I don't all right. So yeah, I don't maybe I'm bugging up. What I mean <laughs> yeah. by you know, uh, athletic more so on right. the athletic side rather than getting the girth and the shack kind of like fridge right. frame, you know what I mean? Right. Because in my opinion, think- yeah, go, 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 go. I don't I I don't think that we see a different Giannis in terms of size. Okay. For the whole idea that you know Giannis in terms of post work. Okay, first of all, how many Elijah ones have we seen in the NBA? One. And Joel, I mean, Joel Joel is he's trying, but he don't got, you know, he don't got that's what I'm talking about. Like how, how many, how many, how many David Robinsons have we seen? Like guys with ridiculous box work. Not many, right? But as a big as a big, was one of them ch- Remember yeah, he, Jaleel Okafor? He was supposed to be one of them. Ones. You spin text. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be, but he wasn't. The point that I'm making here is, right? right. The, the point that I'm making here is, as a big, there's really only two moves that you need. I mean, uh, what's the, right. LaMarcus Aldridge told, told, told me this. He told us this. I got an open <laughs> pivot. I got an open right. pivot. And I got a jump hook. That's my go-to. <laughs> now, the other stuff, that the extracurricular, that's Lajuan. You won't have that. And you're ne- if you don't have it by now, you're never gonna get that. So right. the idea that 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo has not improved on a block. Oh, he has absolutely improved on a block because he couldn't open pivot five years ago. He couldn't jump hook with the weak hand a couple of years ago. He didn't trust that in the mid post open pivot and knocking down that ten footer. He didn't trust that ten uh, five years ago. So with that being said, he's going to transition to the block. And his game is going to get simplified. Now, I will tell you this, Tex. He's got probably five more years, I feel like, at this level. Because the way he plays, he's very physical. That's the way That's the way Giannis mm-hmm. plays. And I think that his body, by the time he's 34, going on 35, that's when you're going to start to see Giannis mm-hmm. slow down. Because, again, mm-hmm. he's 29 now. So a guy that, that like I, I hear, like when they were playing against the Celtics, I was hearing the, the logic of being physical with him. No, you don't. That's like getting in the ring with Mike Tyson and going blow for blow. You don't want to do that. Right. He want to play yeah. like that. In fact, he's inviting sure. that. No, you don't want to do that with him. So when his I'm game gonna starts, roll off your body or push you out the way, right? Right. That's what he wants to play like that. He don't, he don't, he does not want to. He does not want to. He's not a finesse big. No, he wants to play like that. So I feel like 
four or five years. I don't think the drop-off is going to be like Dominique Wilkins. I don't think it's going to be like mm -hmm. that. But I do feel like it's going to be one because that mid-range has to be more respectable than what it is. That's the only way. That's the only way the drop-off isn't this as opposed to just this. Mm -hmm. So if, if that mid-range could get a little bit more respectable over the next five years, I think he'll be fine. And playing on the block, I think he'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. So over, so you would prefer him working and sharpening that jumper rather than him trying to focus on adding extra moves or extra um, uh, packages in the low block. The reason why I ask is because the the play style you're you're not gonna have Brook Lopez forever. So eventually, mm -hmm. in my opinion, I think Giannis is going to shift to the five, which mm -hmm. will give you probably a stretch four that you're gonna have. So the style of you playing pick and roll with knees bumping against you, you know what I mean? Like hitting your thighs, mm -hmm. things like that. That All of that, you, although he invites that, is going to take a wherewithal on his body. In my opinion, I think right. putting him closer to the rim, Phil Jackson said it the best. Shaq, get your, you, you are the biggest man in the world. Just run to the middle of the paint and steal. I think if Giannis has that, I think that saves him a couple of years as well, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Just turning and well, stealing, you know what I mean? Working on that. Sure, absolutely. I can I can definitely get with that logic. Here's the difference, though. Context: the difference is that the game is evolving, and mm -hmm. you know how much I love Shaq and Elijahwan mm -hmm. and Jabbar mm -hmm. and David Robinson and Ewing. Mm -hmm. The guy that plays on the block primarily, he's gone though. That dude is gone. So when Giannis now becomes 34, 35, sure he'll play on the block, but the game is going to get pushed out even more. You see, Wimby and Chet—that's the future of the NBA right there. That's what the NBA is about to look like. Guys like that, ridiculously skilled, stretch four, stretch five, money in the mid-range, be able to go down, be able to get downhill. When Giannis gets to that age, he's not going to be able to get downhill as much because he's going to be a little bit older, right? And, and, and those injuries are going to catch up. So how do I avoid that? I avoid that by putting him in the mid-post a little bit more in that open pivot jump shot because, again, guys don't play on the block that much. David Robinson, Shaq. Lajuan, them dudes don't think, and this is what the game is. And I don't think Giannis needs to have a thousand moves. If he can just mm -hmm. give you two good ones, you straight. <laughs> that's it. That's you straight. You straight. Okay. That's it. I'm I don't with, need a thousand I'm, moves I'm on the block. That. No, that's a fair point. That's if, a fair if point. You, if you want, if you're on the block and you can, you can go with the jump hook over the left shoulder or over the right shoulder. Right shoulder. That's, yeah. That's sufficient. That's sufficient. Big Ox, you a big man. Either shoulder. Yeah. Ox, you a big man. You go over the left shoulder and the right shoulder with the jump hook. I can't stop you. Yeah. Right. That's all and, that's and, really and, the athlete, and, and, the, and the athlete that Giannis is, I can't stop you. I don't care who you are, how big you are. You can't stop that. You can't. Mm -hmm. I got one more thing, fellas. Um, mm -hmm. I just, just want your thoughts on it, and I'm out. Salute to you guys again. Appreciate the time. Um, there are some trade talks with Kuzma, um, possibly um, going with Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. And there's also talks of Marcus Smart um, potentially going to the Bucks. So mm -hmm. thoughts on that, and um, if not, would you see? Would you want to see them in other places? So thoughts on that first, and then if you guys will see them mm -hmm. in other places. Kuzma, mm -hmm. I like Kuzma in Dallas. I don't. I don't mind that because Kuzma is a transition three, gets up and down the floor. I think that that would work with Luca if Luca were to get off the peel a little bit more. Because a lot of people don't recognize just a little bit, Luca. You're yeah. great. Just a little bit, though, get Luca. Off get the off the peel, fam. Bit. Get off the pill, B. That's hard. Context. That's hard. That's hard to play with, yo. It's hard to play with a dude yeah. like that. That's that ball down. Don't get me wrong. He is looking for you. 
and he will pass, but he's right. he's passing when he thinks that, that he should pass. When right, right. You, when you pound no, the basketball, pound the, the basketball. No, but do you got to see the numbers after five dribbles? It is night and day from between a zero to five and five to eight. Luca yeah. between five to eight dribbles is like shooting close to like seventy percent. Like it, it gets yeah. insane. Like true shooting. Like it gets insane. Yeah. But go ahead. I apologize for interrupting. Go ahead. Right. So, uh, so, so, so a guy like that, I think that Kuzma could flourish playing with 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 a guy like Luca. But he has to get off the pill, man. Luca has got to trust his guys. And there's a reason why, you know, when he was out the lineup, Kyrie Irving was averaging forty for three games. There's a reason why when he was out the lineup. Tim Hardaway Jr. Tim was having like 32. Yeah, he was balling. Because yo, when you're playing with a dude that's that ball dominant, when you're playing with a guy that that's ball dominant, it's difficult to play with. It's, it's difficult to play off the ball with him because I don't know. I know I'm getting it because he's going to pass. I just don't know when I'm getting it. And that's right. the difference. And because what is that? Got... What's that, chill? Because Ox doesn't understand what rhythm means. He doesn't understand. Yes. For some strange reason, he thinks we're supposed to come in as professional basketball players and just catch and shoot and make them. No, Ox, it don't work like yes, that. Yes, that's like yes, that. no, that's exactly it. No, it does not. Put your brother on. Put your brother no, on. No, no, I, need you, I, need you, I need you to be ready. I need you to be ready to play. Which I, 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 I am ready. That's not the problem. The problem is the problem isn't that I'm not ready to play because I'm ready to play. But when I haven't touched the ball in three trips and then I touch the ball with a double team on me, now I gotta get a shot. As opposed to when I'm getting when I'm getting shots in the flow of the offense, in the flow of the game, as opposed to I gotta go get the ball, I gotta chase the ball. And my mentality is different as opposed yeah. to when you're looking for me. That's rhythm right there. And when a guy is I looking for you. That's what mm -hmm. that that's when he's the most effective. I feel I, I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to go too I don't want to go too far <laughs> off uh, off the conversation. But um, as I as I said before, when we had this conversation, I feel like you should be able to get in rhythm or all in all aspects of the game. Like me mm -hmm. playing defense, you know, talking on defense, being active, communicating with my teammates, calling out screens, fighting mm -hmm. through screens. That's getting in rhythm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like all that is running the floor. I'm, I'm that's me getting the rhythm. I'm getting prepared for what's next. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I, and mind you, I've never been a high volume shooter. I've never mm -hmm. been the guy to come and shoot twenty shots. You know, so I I have a different aspect of it too. You know, mm -hmm. I I know I'm getting I'm getting seven, ten, eleven shots today, and I got to make those work for me. So well, how about this, big Ox? Let's let, let, let's take buckets off the table for a second, just so mm -hmm. you know context. Ox is six nine. Right. So Ox is a defender. Ox is a rim protector. He a glass cleaner. Imagine Big Ox if we were playing and everybody, including your guy, we all standing around. No action to the basket, no movement. Mm -hmm. So you basically yeah. just standing around as opposed to there's a lot of action going on around right. you. There's a lot of shots getting up, which means right. that now you can clean glass. Now you in the rhythm of the game. If all of these dudes doing is standing outside and they're not doing anything and it's long rebounds. Well, you ain't really involved in the game like you would like to be. There's no rhythm to you as opposed right. to when you got guys going downhill. Now you can get to the rim and block shots. You got guys playing in the mid post or in the mid range and they shooting shots where you can rebound. Now you're involved in the game, big fella. Mm -hmm. Now you've gotten a rhythm as opposed to all these dudes doing is shooting long balls and you doing this. Because that's where the ball going and you can't really get yourself <laughs> involved in the game. Over and I'm running. I'm. I can't be a big man running up and down, blocking shots for you here, blocking shots for you there. You see me on the flash. 
I can catch and dunk, but you don't throw me the ball. I, eventually, I'm not going to be engaging. Eventually, big fella I'm running, get him like, the ball. You know big what I mean? Like, running, get him the ball. Everybody is is captain. They got to touch. You know, I, I sometimes I actually notice some plays when they first get in as subs, they come in and they rub the ball when they on mm-hmm. the free throw line. You see that? I just got to get my hands on the ball so I can like feel the ball so that when it gets to me. I, I know what it falls, but I know what it feels like. You know what I mean? I know what, you know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That's so, yeah, but no I appreciate doubt, you no guys. Um, you guys can continue sure. on Absolutely, with the, brother. the second one was um, Marcus Smart going to the Bucks. So let mm-hmm. me know what goes, what you think. Like the yep. beam, yo, tap into no snooze button on Mondays and Fridays, you know what I mean? And tap into a graveyard shift, you know what I'm saying? Free promo, free promo. Nah, uh, but salute <laughs> to you guys. Appreciate you, Chef, for having mm-hmm. me Absolutely, yes. brother. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, big ox. I, I, I was an advocate of that because mm-hmm. I wasn't until I got to college that I actually got to play with a big guy. And I was mm-hmm. over the moon happy about that because I had never played with a big guy before. So right. to see a big guy rebounding and to see a big guy running, I was like, if he running, even if yeah. even if I got a one on one, if this big dude is running, I'm going right to the rim and I'm getting off of it because I know what's going to happen when he's down there. He's going to rebound yeah. for me. He's going to he's going to rim protect for me. He's going to clean up my misses. So. I'm rolling with that dude, but Marcus Smart getting traded to Milwaukee. I don't think that he's the difference there. He's not what they need in terms of a point guard. They already got the the, the lead guard that they have. That's a problem, but that's the buckets that they're getting. The so you would rather is, you rather have you would rather have Alex Caruso instead of Marcus yes. Smart. You don't you don't think Marcus yes. Smart can do this, does the same things as Alex Caruso? Not not as a wing defender. I don't. Mm-mm. Not 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 as a wing. Do- I, I I think Marcus Smart is a damn good point of attack defender. One of the best in the game. But as a but as a switchable wing defender, I feel like Alex Caruso getting around screens, being a being being a ball hawk, not just being a ball hawk, getting on the backboard, defending in transition. I'm 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 thinking about more of a wing defender than a point of attack guy because I feel like that point of attack guy. I feel like that point of attack guy we can protect him in certain areas. Damian Lillard on the other hand, if we don't have that wing we can't protect him. We don't. That's why I'm telling you, Big Ox, get on that telephone and talk. call up New Orleans Pelicans. Ask for Herb Jones. Get on that telephone. Call up the Chicago Bulls. Ask for Alex Caruso. Get on the telephone. Call up the Portland Trailblazers. Ask for Thibault. Get on the telephone. Call up the Orlando Magic. Ask for Isaacs. Call up these teams and ask mm-hmm. them how they feel about these guys. Check mm-hmm. their temperature. Because Big Ox, you and me had this conversation. What's the worst thing she can say, Big Ox? Nope. That's it. But you know what else she might say? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, got to call. Got to ask. Got to ask. Man. Man. Let me see. We got a couple uh got a couple super chats. Let's get through these. As y'all know, we we do never neglect the super chats. We always get to them. Reggie Red says, "Ox, I thought I saw you in a Lambo truck yesterday." I don't know. <laughs> Could have been KRS1. <laughs> was this dude? It was him. Reggie Red, uh, it was him. Don't let this. It was him for real. Oh, it was, him. Yeah. It was, was 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 it a red one? Because if it was a red one, it was him, right? Oh, it was man. it was him bumping <laughs> that West Coast music with the windows definitely. down in the winter time. That was definitely Big Ox. Definitely was slapping that E forty. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. man, KRS one. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Porvita, mm-hmm. Spurs got like eight edition first round picks. But mm-hmm. other teams that won't affect our cons- consecutive picks, Trey cool, but we need Luca, Matt, Luca. 
Come no. on. <laughs> Mab's no. wasting him. Luca is 24. Wimby's 20. No. Thanks for the super chat, Poor Vita. No, that's not happening, brother. <laughs> this is what you Appreciate get. You, San Antonio, if you call, especially Pop, if he calls up the Dallas Mavericks and oh, checks man. the temperature on, on, on Luca, click. That's what he gets. Because who who make who makes those decisions? Is it still Mark Cuban over there, or do they have a guy that's running the basketball operation? I think that they, I think that they have a. Uh, they think they have a Mark is. I, I think Mark already sold his stake. I think he sold oh, his stake in the team. That's, that's right. I think he still yeah. he still has he still has some. But he, he sold he, a majority. He a minority stake. Yes, yeah. he does. He still yeah. has a minority stake. But ultimately, I think he sold his majority stake. I think that they do have somebody running that. And with that okay, being so said, so he doesn't he doesn't have any um like creative control. He doesn't have any GM or. Yeah. I'm sure he, I'm, I'm sure he's still involved on some level and in some capacity. I'm sure he's still involved. But with that being said, if we're dealing with somebody, let me tell you who we're not dealing with. We ain't dealing with Pop, especially right. if it, it involves Luca. Click goodbye. Don't call me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying whoever whoever answers that phone, if mm -hmm. Mark Cuban's in the office and he's like, "Oh, it's Pop," Mark gonna be like, "Give me the phone. <laughs> Give me the phone right now. <laughs> Put him through. Right. Yeah. Put, <laughs> Put him through. Let me let me holler at Greg real quick." <laughs> And, it's, and the conversation starts, Big Ox, with let me let, let's start with don't start none of your nonsense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just so you know, if you call in here about Luca, if you call in here about Luca, hang up right now because I'm not even entertaining this conversation. Man. So, so we clear. So we Mark clear. Cuban, Mark Cuban, the cuss pop out, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> what? You calling for what? Are you crazy? <laughs> uh, Air Buddy Unleashed. Uh, unpopular. But I get why the Rockets want to send Nets uh, picks for Bridges, Amin Thompson, Whitmore. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. So unpopular, but I get why the Rockets want to send the Nets picks um, for, yeah, but for Bridges. Amin Thompson, Whitmore, Bridges, Books, Sangoon. Chill. I like that core, man. And Bridges is only 27. He fits He fits their core timeline. Would it be it, it would be obvious that you building a unit around Sangoon, who's 21 years old, is he 21, 22? And with that young group right there, I mean, don't get me wrong, Mikael Bridges would be, I don't think he would be an, an up, I'm not sure he would be an upgrade offensively, but overall, I think he would be an upgrade for the Houston Rockets. And to get those picks, I think you can build for the future because you got a young group. Absolutely. You got yeah, a young group. I, I like it. When I heard about this, because I didn't know this was even a thing until yesterday, um, right before like the panel, and then we talked about it, of course. I'm not mad at that for Houston. I love Jalen Green, I do, but uh man, they that's 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 a good move. I wouldn't I, I can't give back all those picks though. Maybe one. Maybe maybe two. one. You can't have all of them though. Right, right. No, no, no way that's happening. Mm -mm. And big ox, I know you. I know when you are comfortable coming off somebody. You'll be like, yeah, right. you can have this. No question. But right. the picks, no. Yeah, it's not happening. I can't do that. You can't do that. Because Jalen Jalen Green is still going to be a really good player in the NBA. So, mm -hmm. um, Winter, thoughts on Magic versus Wolves and Hawks versus Suns? And mm -hmm. chill, did you see Kaminga? Well, let's start with the Magic and the Wolves. I actually had them. I actually had Tim. I actually had Minnesota smoking Orlando yesterday. We had this we had this conversation yesterday on the panel and I had them smoking Orlando, which they were doing. I think they had an 18-point lead at one point. Going into the fourth quarter, they were up eight going into the fourth quarter. I am going to keep saying this to you guys until I'm blue in the face. Stop saying that the Minnesota Timberwolves have a half-court offense problem. 
No, they don't. They run damn good action. Not only do they run damn good action, they get, they get damn good shots. The problem is, is they got a third-year shooting guard who's still trying to figure it out, and a big man as your number two who disappears. Last night is a prime example of that. They started the fourth quarter one for six. One mm. for six. That's how Orlando got back in the game. That's exactly how Orlando got back in the game. So when you when I watch Minnesota and I watch their action, they they they, they run these two sets in particular, Big Ox that that I really dig. They run this one set where you got Ant is on one Ant, Ant is on the right side of the floor. Cat comes the screen for him. Mike Conley has the ball up at the top. He gets the ball from Mike Conley. Rudy comes right behind Cat and screens. Basically, it's a it's a double screen to get him a shot. And then there's a and then there's a second action that they have. On the right wing, I'm sorry, on the left wing, where we got a pin down and Ant pops to the Ant pops on the wing, and then Rudy comes to set a screen for him and slips the screen and dives to the basket, which creates one-on-one opportunities for Ant. Those two actions I really like. The problem is that they don't convert them. That's the biggest issue. It's not that it's not that they're not getting good shots because they're getting damn good shots. They're just not converting those shots. And on top of that. They're one of the worst transition teams in the league. They're right, not one of the worst. I take that back. They're one of the they're, they're in the middle in terms of transition points. That's a problem for them. When you have a team that's that good athletically, when you have a team that's that fast, you should not be in the middle of the league in terms of transition points. You should get more transition points. But these guys, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, uh, uh Alexander Walker, they run to the long ball line. Nobody's running to the rim. Nobody's running to the rim. Nobody's getting easy buckets because Mike Conley is looking for you when you're mm -hmm. running. Mike Conley is absolutely looking for you. So that's how Orlando got back in that game last night. It was it was that they weren't converting in the fourth quarter because they have leads going into the fourth quarter and they get good action in their offense. It's just about conversion. That's all that is. Now, as far as the Magic, I mean, as far as is as Phoenix and in 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 Atlanta, I mean, I think that game yesterday was Trey Young showing everybody. I mean, you don't want to put me on the all-star team. That's fine. But I want you to know I'm still one of the five best point guards in the league. And you cannot deny that about me. You can't. You will not deny that about me. I am one of the five best league guards in the game today. Without a doubt, I'm one of the five best league guards in the game. And, and, and I, I get it done. You know, in Chilltown, that is a perfect, perfect segue into the, into the, the title. Mm-hmm. Trey Young had to prove something last night mm -hmm. that he's one of the top guys. Mm -hmm. um, we we talk a lot about the importance of accolades, the importance of making all NBA teams, um, the importance of making all star teams, the importance of um, MVPs, defensive players of the years, all these accolades. Is there any? Is there any like direct correlation in where we rank players in? and then not making all-star teams or making all-star teams. Mm -hmm. Like for guys like – Keep talking, big uh, Yep. For guys like Trey Young, for guys like De'Aaron Fox, for guys like DeMontis Sabonis, um, Rudy Gobert, uh, these guys that that got snubbed for all-star all -star games this year, mm -hmm. could this – do things like this affect your, your career down the line? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it does for the casual fan because the casual fan is going to look at a guy like Trey Young and see that, well, you only made the All-Star team four times. Um, you you only you only played in the All-Star game five times. What they're going to leave out is, excuse me, what they're going to leave out is 
he's the only player in the NBA history to average 25 a game in multiple seasons and not make the All-Star game. That's never happened. He's the only dude to ever do that. And it's obvious that he's getting overlooked. It's not because he plays in Atlanta. I don't think that's the problem. I think one of the major problems is the state of the NBA. That's what it is. I, and, and I don't think it's the fact that, you know, Damian Lillard moved over to the to the Eastern Conference or Jaylen, the emergence of Jalen Brunson, because that still doesn't surpass what Trey Young has been doing. I think that they take what Trey Young has been doing for granted more than anything. I mean, Ben Gox, I think that over the last four years, he's been a, I think he's been a 28 and 10 guy over the last four mm-hmm. years, something yeah. ridiculous like that. He's second in the league in assists, one of the best distributors in the game. So that's now become the norm with him. Mm-hmm. So when we see a guy like Jalen Brunson doing what he's doing, immediately he becomes the flavor now. And we'll forget that, yo, I've been doing that for the last four years. I've been doing work for the last four years. The, what, what you see, Trey, what, what you see Jalen Brunson doing, what you see Damian, I've been doing that. But because you're so immune to it, you're so used to seeing me do it, that it kind of goes by the wayside. And I think it's a bad thing because he's going to be one of those guys that gets neglected when history is now written. He's going to be one of those guys that people look at and go, well, how good was he really? Well, he was a lot better. If you look at the numbers, if if, if you look at the numbers, the numbers don't tell the whole story, but they tell a lot of the story. And, 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 and Trey Young was a lot better than people give him credit for. He was a lot better than that. I'm, I'm having a hard time um, being convinced that Jalen Brunson is better than Trey Young. Oh, I'm, I'm 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 not on that train, big guy. No, I'm not. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I just can't get behind that. I understand maybe maybe that the All Star game might be about who's just playing better right now. And even with that, even if you look, even if you go straight to the stats, still Trey Young. Well, think about what the think about what the All Star game is, Big Ox. The All Star game is what you've done over the last two months, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's what you've done since October, and then the, the voting closes at the end of January. So October, November, I'm, uh, the end of October is when the season starts. So basically, the last week of October, November, December, and then January. So it's it's, it's two and a half months now. Sure, Jalen Brunson has played well in the playoffs, but so is Trey Young. Trey Young has done work in the playoffs too. He's he actually beat, yeah, he actually, he actually and, and to get there, they beat that New York Knicks team. He mm-hmm. went into the garden and shut that place down. Yes, he has. Trey Young could take some untimely shots. His shot selection can throw teams off, right? Trey Young can he can take some untimely shots and throw his team's offense off. But he's always been one of the best distributors in the game. He's always been one of the better playmakers in the game. And because of that, because of that we kind of overlook how good he is simply off the strength that it's just become the norm. And it's not normal, Big Ox, for somebody to be 28 and 10. That's not normal. And he's <laughs> been doing it for so long that it's like, oh, he's 27 and 11, so no big deal. Oh, he's 28 and 10, oh, no big deal. Yo, he's still been doing this for like three, four years straight. And somebody comes along and they're 26 and 6, or they're 26 and 8, and this blows our mind. Oh, Trey Young been 28 and 10 for four or five years now. Yeah. Hey, Leaf Diggy, please click on that link. I need to holler at you about something you just said in the chat. I, I got to holler at you about something you just said in the chat. Um, <clears throat> but so what you just said, Chilltown, last couple of weeks, uh, I mean, last couple of months, I'm sorry, will kind of determine All-Star, right? Mm-hmm. So let's bring it out West. Let's bring it out West. Let's talk about the January that the Montes Sabonis has had. 
Mm. I believe this January, DeMontis Sabonis has averaged 23, 13, and 9. <laughs> it's just, just so you guys know, uh, it, just to put this in context, when Kevin Garnett won the league MVP in 2004, he went 24, 13, and 4. I just want to put that on your mind. So uh, I just want to put that out there. When KG did it. We won the league. 23, 13, and 9, chill town. This is the this is the league leading rebounder, which now you guys want to bring it up that um Sabonis leads the league in rebounding. Okay, Rudy Gobert led the league in rebounding. You wasn't saying nothing about him being an all-star. You ain't say a word about it. But when Sabonis leads the league in all leads the league in rebounding, which by the way, he's been a glass cleaner for years. Mm -hmm. He's been a double-double machine for years. That shouldn't matter. The fact that how good he is, I've already I said this to Big Ox yesterday. It was either yesterday, Big Ox, or Wednesday when I professed how I felt about Sabonis. Yeah. I'm watching that. They came to town. They, was, they, they, they played against Miami, and I'm watching this dude, and I'm like, yo, this dude is nice. I need to start <laughs> watching more Sacramento. I'm loving this dude. They yeah. run their offense just like Denver. They run their offense through Sabonis, one of the best distributing big men in the game. I don't. I, to be honest with you, if I'm thinking about the big guys in the game, after – after Joker, anybody you want to have a conversation with me about when it comes to when it comes to Sabonis distributing, and I don't just mean at the big guy. I don't, I don't mean bigs. I'm talking about overall. I'm talking about overall distributors. You want to have a conversation with me? Let's talk about it. Because when I watch Sabonis in that offense, that offense is humming when he gets the basketball and they running it through him. Right. Pick and dive, pick and pops, transition, stop and pops. That offense is humming, and how many second-chance points he creates for them. How many times he'll get the rebound and just give them one chance. When you got somebody like that on your crew, you got an opportunity to – you have an opportunity to win every night. Big Ox, right. I love me some Sabonis, man. I do. I love me some you, Sabonis. You, um, <clears throat> this is something I didn't realize until I think my junior year in high school when my coach kind of told me, like, we want our offense to run. We want to get the ball and we want to go. So that means I need you to be able to push the break. I need you to be able to grab a rebound. You know, it could be a long rebound, a short rebound, and I need you to push it. I don't need you waiting, looking for the guard. I don't need my guards coming back to the ball. I need Let's to go. get the ball and we need to get gone. Mm -hmm. When you see DeMontis Sabonis doing that and doing it very effectively, it just, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it does, it's something else. It's yep. it's something else. Like it he, is. he makes our offense run so much quicker. So it's not like he's just getting the ball in the high post and 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 giving us just the backdoor bounce pass, which is which is a, a good a good thing for a big to be able Absolutely. to do. I'm not discrediting mm -hmm. that. That's Absolutely. that's not it. It's not a hard. It's not an easy thing to do. But that's just that's not what Demonte Sabonis is. He's not just giving it at the high post and dumping for the back for the backdoor mm -hmm. bounce pass. No, mm -hmm. he's getting it in the break. And he's pushing the ball. He's getting all types of different looks, all types of different assists from all different types, all different spots on the floor. Yep. I I want to say today, I'm dead serious. This was never a joke, but now I see how much the NBA hates Sacramento. I I I big ox I mean to have two guys that are a top five seed in the Western Conference, which I'm not on that the Western Conference is better than the Eastern Conference because I don't feel like that anymore. But I do feel like the Western Conference is really competitive. And to have two guys on that crew, one of them is leading the league in rebounding. And I think he's if, if he's not leading the league in double-doubles, he's in the top three in the league in double-doubles. And the other guy, let's see, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Steph Curry, um, Donovan Mitchell, 
Um, I think that's it. That averaged more points than De'Aaron Fox. Those are, mm -hmm. I think those are the only three guys that average more points than De'Aaron Fox. To have three guys, to have those two guys on your crew and not have any of them as an all-star, Big Ox, I ain't even saying both of them got to be an all-star, but you can't sell me right. that none of them are. You can't right. do that. You can't sell me that not one of them dudes is an all-star. 100% they are. And the biggest problem that I have when I think about the all-star game is that it's become, it's become more, it's become less celebrated. I mean, I, mm. I think about the All-Star game being a big deal. This is supposed to be the best pickup game in the world. That's what yeah. it's supposed to be. And it's supposed to be competitive. It's not anymore because, again, I keep hearing guys saying stuff like, guys are afraid of getting hurt. Well, if you think you're going to get hurt, then you are going to get hurt. But this right. isn't about that. This is about competition. This is about I'm a butt. you standing in front of me, and we're going to go at it. And we're going to go at it. And we're going to give these people what they came to see, 100%. So – now what it's become is it's become a lob fest and guys aren't playing defense. And now the all-star game has kind of been diminished and it doesn't really seem like it's like it's credible anymore. When in reality, being an NBA all-star is a big deal. And a guy like Trey Young, a guy like De'Aaron Fox, a guy like Sabonis. I can't even say a guy like Sabonis. Who is like Sabonis in the NBA? Joker? Who's doing what? Who, who's doing what them two dudes? Who's doing what they doing? I, 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 there aren't many guys that are doing what they're doing. And, and I'm a big Anthony Davis fan. You guys know how I feel about Anthony Davis. But when I watch Sabonis, man, I love that guy. Oh, man. He is everything you're looking for in a big guy. Everything. Right. Right. So, like you said, Chilton, I'm not saying DeMontis and De'Aaron should have been all stars. I can understand we only get one, but should have got one. Right. Um, At least let one. me run. I'm gonna run through these super chats and I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to y'all in the uh, that's in the lobby waiting. I see y'all. Uh, we're gonna run through these real quick. As y'all know, I can never neglect the super chats. We don't do that here on Chill with Chill. They run the show. So let's let's get to it real quick. Um, Key said, "Dama the only one that picked us first the Wolves." Yo, when Ji plays, you can't count us out. I was surprised that they won yesterday. I was. Hmm. I was really surprised. Yeah, shout out to Jonathan Isaac. Mm-hmm. Leaf Diggy said, Russ hit 25K last night. Yes, he did. Yes, he yes, did. Yes, sir. He most mm -hmm. certainly did. Um, mm -hmm. Let me see. Air Buddy Unleashed came with another super chat. Says, remember in 2021, Trey Young was riding the top of the world. I hope Brunson doesn't face a backlash because NBA media loves to big guys up and then do a 180. New York Knicks fans in particular, not just NBA media, New York fans in particular. Don't forget, Julius Randle is the only all-pro that they've had since Carmelo Anthony. Just so you guys know, since Carmelo Anthony, he gets on the crew. This team had lost 50 straight games for five consecutive years. 50 straight games. 50, they, had a 50, they were losing 50, not 50 straight, I'm sorry. They were losing 50 games a season for five straight years. Julius hmm. Randle gets on that crew. Now, all of a sudden, this team is a playoff team. Julius Randle didn't perform in the playoffs last year. We go from Julius Randle being an all-pro and an all-star, and we love him, to they're tearing his poster down, telling everybody, yo, trade Julius Randle. I'm worried for Jalen Brunson because one minute they love you, the next minute they're going to be standing outside Madison Square Garden with pitchforks and knives, and they want to run you out of town. I'm really, and that's New York fans more than anybody. That is absolutely fans, New York. What fans. fans are worse with that, Chilton? Uh, New York fans or Philadelphia fans? Cool turn on you, Nick fans. Nick fans. Nick fans. Okay. Definitely Nick fans. 
Okay. Uh, mm. uh, Sports PSP, what's up, fam? Came through with the super chat. Said, happy Saturday, fellas. Chill. Start, bench, and cut. Keith Sweat, Johnny Gill, Bobby Brown. That's easy Damn, for me. SPS. That's easy for me. Is it? So, so, yeah, that's easy for me. So, there was a time, there was a stretch in the late 80s, early 90s, where there wasn't anybody hotter on planet Earth than Bobby Brown. That includes mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, Luther Ben, line them all up. They wasn't touching Bob. They wasn't touching the Brown Bomber. Brown Bomber. So I'm going to start him. Number two, I'm going to bench Johnny Gill. Why am I going to bench Johnny Gill? Because Johnny Gill, Johnny Gill was, I'm thinking of a crew right now. Johnny Gill was, he was the, he was the Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. New Edition was a playoff team. He turned mm-hmm. them into a championship team. That's who right. he was. And I'm cutting right. Keith Sweat. That was that was where I was having my issue right there. Keep sweating, Johnny Gill. I didn't know mm-hmm. which way to go. Mm-hmm. Man, couldn't yes, imagine sir. cutting Keith, but cutting Johnny Gill—that's not really an option. Mm-mm. Oh man. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Let's see who we got back here first. Let's get my man Emmanuel. What's up, fam? What up? Yo, what's going on? What up? So I had a question for uh, Chill Oxygen. So you want to? So if you have Embiid as your top ten center, if you don't per se. What would it take for him to get in there? Because with the injuries and, you know, him not being able to build up, like, a playoff resume, you know, it's not looking good, like, for, you know, people who want to put him in the top 10 or even higher all-time center. So where do you guys stand with that? You just said it. His injuries. Mm. Those guys in the top 10, with the exception of Bill Wall, and those guys in the top 10 played, and they performed when the lights got brighter. I can't – I can't – that's not to say that Embiid isn't awesome. So – I want to clarify something right now. A lot of people think that when you don't talk about Joel Embiid or or, or or any of these great players, when you don't talk about them, when you talk about some of the all-time greats like that, that means they're not as good. No, what it means is, is that you weren't available like these guys, so I can't talk about you like that. There's a reason why John Stockton is where he is in the record books, because he was available. There's a reason why guys like that are where they are. There's a reason why Robert Parrish is where he is in the record books. He wasn't a compiler. He produced. He wasn't just on the floor. He produced. And as good as Joel Embiid is, if he's not available, I can't talk about him like I talk about Olajuwon. I can't talk about him like I talk about Shaq. I can't talk about him like I talk about Jabal. I can't talk about him like I talk about Ewing because he wasn't available. He played, but he didn't play enough. Yeah, that's totally fair. And, you know, you saw Russ got uh, his uh, 25,000 point shots. I did see that. Yes, I did. If he were to win a chip as like a like not just like some like ten minute per game guy, but like like a contributing six man type player, where would that move him up in like your point guard list? Because I know you had a, uh, I think you had him at eleven, the last time I talked to you, right? Was it was it was it eleven? I I I, I said that I, you could make a case for him being top ten. I'm, I might have had him right outside the top ten. Maybe maybe I did, but yeah. for him to win an NBA championship and considering doing what he's doing now. And it, it it would be it would be hard to keep him out the top ten with that resume. It would be hard to keep him out of the top ten. A league MVP, led the league in assists a bunch of different times. I think he had a five year stretch where he averaged double figure assists. Um, took a team to the NBA Finals and won the NBA championship. If he was to win the NBA championship as a rotation player, a legit rotation player, because we don't talk about like Mitch Richmond won an NBA championship, but he wasn't getting he wasn't getting no run on that Laker team in two thousand two. He wasn't playing. He was just, he was he was Tracy McGrady on San Antonio. That's who he was, and they just didn't close the deal. With that being with that being said, I would I would have a difficult time keeping him out the top ten. 
a real difficult time though. All right, for mm. sure. Yep. Right now. All right, man. You appreciate you, fam. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. It would it, it would be hard, big ox, for, for if, if they want it. And I think he's gonna get to the 10,000 assist club. I do. I don't I, I think Russ in the next two years, I think he's getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Oh, then D Reed left. Okay. Well, uh, who we got right here? My leaf diggy. What's up, fam? What up? What's going on, Bobby? Uh, what's going on, Chip? Uh, Bobby, you said you had some. I said something. Yeah. In the chat. Yeah, because you're not the first person I heard say this. I just want to know where where is this logic come from, everybody? So I know I'm asking you to answer for everybody, Leaf, but more so for yourself, though. Why is it that people don't value like total points? Like career total points, um, even like regular season total points. I've heard people, oh, that was just his career total. I'm looking at the average. Like, what's what is what's I the mean, deal? With that? I I feel like like majority majority for for me majority of the career totals is uh, a somewhat based off of like years played to me, mm -hmm. bro. Like that, I, clearly that's not the case with everybody. Will only played 13 years and was a uh, 20 what 28,000. Um. Jordan only 31, played uh, uh 13 000, to 15 four years and he was 30,000 whatever. I mean like they they was ramping it up. You know, them they was out of this world. Um Magic only played 12 years and um I think he was uh, Magic 10,000 assist club. He's 10,000. Yes, he's he's a, he's a part of the 10,000 assist. Club. Yeah, yeah, Magic only played. I mean so 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 the thing the real the reality of like the career totals thing, bro, like um like most of the guys that's like up up there, bro. Like they they like play minimum, like uh fifteen years. They play like min minimum fifteen years. So like the thing is, when I look at guys like uh, uh the 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 Dirks or the the um who else uh Shaq played nineteen years, Dirk played uh about nineteen twenty years. Uh Tim Duncan played like uh, nineteen twenty years. Kobe played like nineteen twenty years, bro. Like I mean, they, they was all amazing players, but like. When I look at the career totals of it, like uh, like they they career totals don't move me as much as the averages. That's all. That's okay. all. That's all it to is. Me, so like to me, like, I, feel the I, I always I'm hear more... Chill, I always hear Chilltown say, "Yeah, to yeah, yo, this dude was averaging twenty six and ten, uh, uh, for like five, like four, like five, four or five straight years, or this dude was averaging twenty and ten and three for like uh, eight straight years, man. Like that, I think that's moving me more than the actual career totals itself, bro. Like, I, I don't well, that's know. What it, like, that's what it, that's what it, that's, that's the ultimate though. Like the career totals, this is what it totaled up to. This is what I was doing to get to that. I mean, right? well, I so, mean, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like, I feel like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. I, even though it, 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 you absolutely right, it does. But I feel like the averages from year to year is moving me. As opposed to just the career totals and just saying right. that. I mean, over even though they, it led up to that, but I, I just don't. It's not something that I lead with. You know what I'm saying? When I when I say I, like, yo, this player is a thirty k thirty k score or twenty five k score score and X Y Z rebounder or something like that. Like a lot of people don't really lead with the fact that Charles Barkley is a, a what was a twenty thousand point score and uh what ten thousand rebound five thousand assist club. Is it, is he is it something like that, or is he uh ten to ten thousand? Is it twenty ten yes. to five? They yes. should yes. lead with that because that's very impressive. That's what I'm that's saying. True. Like it's very impressive. Those are the things that a lot of people don't know about Charles Barkley, and I think if they knew that about Charles Barkley, they'd give him a little more respect. I, think, I don't. I, I think longevity is extremely important, and not because it's 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 different. Like if I'm if you're playing your last four or five seasons and you're just coming off the bench seven, eight, ten minutes, your 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 career totals aren't going to be that high. 
But when you play until you're 38, 37, 36, you know what I'm saying? When you get to those ages and you're still playing 20 plus minutes a game and you're still contributing yeah. buckets, I think that should be factored in into your in, into your greatness. Like right, career right, totals right. are but very important to me. You you're absolutely right. Until we get to players like um one of my favorite players that I uh, like growing up by the name of Vince Carter. And we all know after like about a, uh like say his 10th, 11th season, he was pretty much 25 minutes or less. You know what I'm saying? So so like once you get in, but he's a 25K scorer. He didn't hit 25K until what, maybe like his second to last year in the league or something like that? I think he was with us when he did it. I think he was with Yeah, yeah I think he was with y'all when he did it. So, so like when, when you get to players like that, <laughs> then you're like, okay, all right, man, we know why you hit 25K. But you, like with, with certain players, you could clearly tell why they hit the the career totals that they hit. But I just like averages, like uh, averages year by year move me a whole lot more to career. Totals. What's what's your take on this, Chris? Ch- uh, Chilton? I don't I don't hold averages above totals, and I don't hold totals above averages. I feel like one has everything to do with the other, and I care about how you did it. I care about when you did it. I care about who you did it against, and I care about how long you did it. And when you got a guy in Wilt Chamberlain averaging thirty a game for his career, or his career averaged thirty a night, I mean. That's a big deal, which is why I'm part of the thirty thousand point club. I think he had thirty one thousand. I think he had thirty one thousand points for his career because I averaged thirty a game. You know, he's second all time in NBA history in points per game. That was that was uh, surpassed by Jordan. So yeah. when 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 you're doing that for that long, when you're doing it for that long, and not only are you doing it for that long, when it translates into the playoffs, right? When it translates into the playoffs, and it translates into when you when you're on a bigger stage. I don't think that I'm putting one thing ahead of the other. I think one has everything to do with the other. Now, don't get me wrong. If a guy is playing 16 years and he's just around compiling points, I mean, I can sniff that out because I know you. I was around when you was playing, and I saw what you were doing, and you know, you weren't really that impactful. You're 13 a game. That that wasn't really that impactful. You're, you're 16 or, or, or you're 15 a game, and you're five rebounds. That really wasn't that impactful. You was really just here. But then the other guys who I recognized that, you know, I had a 12-year stretch where I was doing this, and this is what it led to. That's what right. I care about. But um, I wanted to speak on another thing. Um, You talked about, like, the uh, the State of the Eastern Conference, uh, particularly with, uh, like, Jalen Brunson. Man. Um, You're absolutely right, bro. Like, listen, you got to understand, bro, like, it, like, between Boston, New York, and the Philly fans, it's, it's a case between the spoiled, the uh the the uh the misbehaved and the ugly and um obviously uh the the New York fans are the ugly um the misbehaved are probably the Philly fans because they don't know how to act when they do win something uh the Boston the Boston fans have been the most spoiled because you look around bro Red Sox Celtics Patriots like <laughs> they don't have they don't have a damn thing to complain about so so but if they was losing they definitely would bro um take a uh, case in point um you remember uh Buckner from the um eighty six uh Red Sox, when it, when the uh, the ball went through his legs, or oh yeah, they tore him up. They yep. tore him up. So 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 the thing, those three cities in particular, I get what you're saying about that, but New York in particular, it's just this the the vacancy of a, a championship team, and we have nine of uh, uh, sports franchises. Like it's it's uh, oh yeah, you know it's gonna get scarce. Like, I just people, I, I just I just seen I just seen it so many times how much 
especially in that area alone in New York, New Jersey. I, I don't think Ewan. I don't think Ewan got dogged. Ewan, Ewan didn't get dogged for not. Yes, winning. he did. Yes, he did. How many times? Not, did, not many, as much. Actually, no. Leaf, I'm I'm watching. I'm I'm looking at headlines in the in the newspaper. Knicks look great losing with Ewan when they lose into the Bulls. They was loving them, but then they lose into the Bulls. That's the headline in the paper. Why he didn't Knicks, just go dunk that? Knicks look. Knicks look great. Right, he losing. didn't have the knees for that. Pretty no, he yeah, he, he had a he had a bad Achilles at that time. Yeah, right? he didn't have the lift, but like, come yeah. on, but them knees was on life support, bro, years before that time, bro. But but the thing yeah. is, um, in the case of the Eastern Conference in terms of this year, bro, I think everything that people were saying about the Knicks uh possibly making a um a a, a, a Eastern Con a full Eastern Conference run stands true because a lot of teams are reeling right now. I mean, Milwaukee, uh, you, I know, I know, neither one of y'all didn't trust them. I damn sure don't trust that Doc Rivers. Um. Uh, you know, you know how I feel about the Boston Celtics. Um, and I, every time, every time the Boston Celtics fail, I'm coming to see you first. Um, uh, uh Philly, they they're gonna compete, but they can't do a damn thing without Joel. Joel is gonna get this injury or a bubble guts, or he gotta take a shit, or like so, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and then and then you got the rest of the East, but like it, it, it you got teams like Indiana, Orlando that could surprise somebody. But they, they, nobody really take them seriously. So the reality of the Eastern Conference is, is like, who do you trust the most? Which was really nobody. It was, obviously, it can be Boston because Miami is starting to get real, uh, trying to get Terry Rozier involved and, and, and get him acclimated. So the thing is, realistically, it's all about who do you trust. I don't trust nobody. But listen, as far as I'm concerned, the championship, Listen, I'm gonna say it. I said it last year, and I'm gonna say it again. Nuggets and fries on me. You oh, know what I'm saying? So. Oh, and, and I gotta, and I know that I know that we gotta wrap this up, but mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I, I, I gotta say it, man. We living in an era now. This era is is gonna be like the '70s. We do not hmm. have a definitive NBA champion. In the last five years, we've had right. five different NBA champions. We're gonna right. have a different one this season too. And I think that's what this era is going to be. These next five uh, uh, years. Uh, one, one, one more thing before you leave. Uh, listen, I, I like I know I said the Nuggets, um, but what type, what is the belief system in the Clippers as these days go go on, bro? Like, how you feel? How you how you how you feel? Like, what if they get it done? What, how what, do you like, feel about how you feel? What if they get it done? How you feel about Boston? That's how I feel about the Clippers. That ain't how you feel, because because as soon exactly as they win, no, 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 because as soon as they win, you got a Kawhi jersey. You two got Kawhi jerseys lined up. Yeah, yeah, like this. Team you don't, is- you, you don't trust the Boston Celtics as far as you could throw them. You can, you don't trust them dudes as far as you could throw them. But if they because, win, because I, because I've but, seen them, but like, but, <laughs> but if I they haven't win, seen, I haven't seen Kawhi like the finish. If I haven't seen Kawhi finish seen, anything, like when we seen, seen Kawhi not down. finish, yeah, yeah, we seen, we seen him break down. down. But we mm-hmm. seen we seen a Boston team at full strength get exposed. Mm-hmm. You've seen them break down. That's what you've yes, seen. But, 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 what I so mean, but the, the thing about this, this changes so much for Russ, PG. Uh, 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 I think the the Clippers the Clippers got like four different fan bases. They got somebody on that team, bro. Like we want to see win. They got somebody on that team that we want to see win. If they if they if they win it, if the Celtics win it, you now have to change your tune. Just like if the Clippers win it, I gotta I gotta walk back everything I said about them dudes. Everything I don't have to walk Mm -hmm. out. I don't have to walk back some things or most things. 
I got to walk back everything I said about them dudes. Everything. Everything. Well, well, in, in, in the case of the Celtics, bro, like I, I feel like I, I could walk it back, but me being that. Ain't no not, but. Leaf, there is no but. Yeah, you would have to walk back everything you said about them dudes. He would have win. to leave. You would Wait, have, we don't we don't want we don't want to hear no we don't want to hear no butts no ifs yeah, no, no, no. Wait, wait, Bobby, 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 before I go just like there would be no buts if the Clippers Bobby, won it. Bobby. Clippers won it. I would have to everything that I said about them. I don't believe in them. Kawhi Leonard is. I would have to walk back all of that. Bobby, you if the Sixers if the Sixers win, I'm gonna walk it back too. Bobby, you know, you talking to somebody that broke down the four championships that the Warriors got, bro. Like, you think I give a damn about, like, yeah. I, I believe that was in bogus, morality. See. That was bogus. You know what? On that, no, on no, that was note, let's, let's move honest. on. Let's move and on. You believe it. Is, and I you got, believe I got it. I was backing you. I was backing you. I was backing you. Just, just, uh -huh. just based on, just based on narrative, I was just backing you to push my own agenda. But I don't agree <laughs> with that, Lee. And, uh, <laughs> hey, appreciate, appreciate you pull it up, though, fam. We gonna, we gonna move on. Uh, yep. Catch on Wednesday, bro. Ah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be some people, big ox, that yeah. are gonna have to change their tune, and I'm one of them. I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't see it happening, but if it did, I would have to. I would have to. Because yeah. I, I, if I didn't, I'd be a goofy. And right. one thing that I'm not, I am not a goofy. I'm not. Right. And yeah. I, I'm personally looking forward to it, Showtime. Personally, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I would have it. to. But before we go, Chill, you know, I like to get your predictions on the day's games. Mm -hmm. Um, Today, we have the Nets versus the Sixers. Who do you got? I'm taking Brooklyn tonight. I am. Brooklyn. Yep, I'm taking Brooklyn tonight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, A guy that some people say probably shouldn't have made the All-Star team. Steph Curry mm -hmm. faces a guy that definitely should have made the all-star game, Trey Young. Who mm -hmm. takes that? Golden State or Atlanta? Atlanta's role. I, I, I like what Atlanta's doing. I'm gonna take Atlanta. I'm, I'm, they beat Memphis last night. That's who they that's who Golden State beat. They beat Memphis. Give me a break. Give me a break. Hmm. Uh then oh. the Sacramento Kings face the Chicago Bulls. I'm taking the Kings. Okay. Put the monsters on the all-star team, yo. Stop playing. Um, the Cavs should have an easy one against the Spurs. What do you think? They should, they should handle them tonight. Best record in the league since January the first. Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh, Lakers Knicks. I'm doing that game tonight on playback. Come check right. me out. Um, I think the Knicks. The Knicks been rolling. The Knicks have absolutely been rolling. I'm going with the Knicks tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, the Bucks Mavs. I'm gonna take Milwaukee in this. I'm gonna take Milwaukee in a shootout. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take Milwaukee in a shootout. Fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me see. I think we got one more super chat from DSG Piccolo. Thoughts on Scoot's game versus the Nuggets? It was, it was as Dame would say. Oh, <laughs> it was as Dama would say, unethical. But I love it. Also. Mm -hmm. Sam's reported Embiid has a displaced flap of the meniscus, also, and he's weighing rest, rehab, or procedure. Mm. So, Scoop went for I think Scoop went for thirty and ten, something like that. I think he went for thirty and ten, and it looked it actually looked pretty good. It, it, it did look pretty good. He got to the stripe a couple of times, and I know that we I know that we're moving toward a society of of ethical buckets, but 
I like what I'm seeing from Scoot. I am. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Scoot. Um, I still think Denver's the class of the West, though. I think that they yeah. are the class of the West. This thing with Joel Embiid with his knee, this is a reoccurring thing that I'm not sure it's going to get better immediately. So I would be surprised if he came back this season. I'd be surprised. Right. Well, especially, rest, especially since rest, that. Rest. Especially since they're going to drop in the East. Especially, especially since they're going to drop in the East. They got a they got a way worse record when he's not in the lineup. So I think they're going to drop in the East. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rest. I mean, rest ain't going to do it. You know, it's either rehab ah. or procedure. Rest ain't yeah. going to do it. It's rehab, rehab or procedure. Even the rehab is going to still it's still going to have pain. Yeah, playing. You might just want to go snip that out, man. Um, we have come to the end of the show, as y'all know, but we do. If we we got a couple seconds, let me say what's up. Look, go James, pull up and say what's up real quick to y'all before we shut it down. He, I see the background is going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Are you can't on mute, you. fam? We can't hear you. Can't hear you B. Bang, bang, Niners gang. What's good, fellas? We in the bowl what's game. Up? We in the bowl game. Listen, I, I didn't even want to talk about the Niners. I'm upset. Trey Young should be in the All-Star game, okay? In the last three NBA seasons, he has the most points and assists by far. Wow. Hands down. The man's averaging 26 and 10 for three years straight and over 70 games. The here's man the is the man's here's, an all-star. Here's the thing, Go. The, the problem that we have is that that's become the norm, so people kind of look past it. So when somebody else is doing it and it's the new shiny toy, like Jalen Brunson, wow, yo, this is fantastic. Meanwhile, this dude, 27 and 11, 28 and 10, 26 and a half and 12, you're like, Okay, that's just who he is. So we, we, we're not really tripping off that. When in reality, that is hard to do. That's really hard to do. Listen, the man's the truth. They got to stop hating on the young man. He's arrogant. That's what y'all like. Everything that they, they talk about that they love about a player, like Draymond Green and Trey Young and them, as far as their character, mm -hmm. all of a sudden that don't matter no more because you just want to hate on players. You guys cannot mm -hmm. really appreciate greatness. This kid is great. This yeah, kid is 100%. He's my new. I'm fighting for him and SGA, MVP. Now that Embiid is gone, those are the MVPs of the league. I want to, hey, <laughs> hey man, I'm not gonna argue that. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You know wow. how I feel about Anthony Edwards. You know how I feel about Anthony Edwards because I think he's gonna be the league MVP too. I do. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna win the league MVP soon. I, 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 think, we're, I think we're a little bit of ways away, but I think that it's coming. I do. He he just needs a stretch. He needs a, like a week stretch where he goes off or he gives us one of those 50, 60 games. It's probably going to be his. Not even this season. No, not 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 this season. I'm talking about down the line where it's going to be no question. The future is his. His and yeah. SG is, is, is their league. It's That's their what I'm thinking about. When, when Steph get his ass and get up out of here, Steph, James, get, get all of them dudes up out of here. Did mm -hmm. you just say Stephen Curry? Yeah, get all of them dudes up out of here. Get them Come on, man. He's been gone. The Warriors <laughs> are done with He's been gone. Don't bring up Stephen Curry. Curry, you you better off bringing up KD and Russ. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Russ, peace to Russ. Twenty five thousand. For sure. All right, go. Appreciate you pulling up, fam. We'll catch you next time. Bang bang Niners game. Yes, sir. In the bowl game. Well, all right, y'all. That will wrap up today's episode of Chill with Chill. We appreciate y'all as always. We love y'all. Um, thank y'all for showing. You know, thank y'all for showing up. Chill down. <clears throat> Drink water. Put on a suit. Don't drink and drive. Hey, man. Mm -hmm. When last time you called your mother? Call your mother, man. Call oh, your mother. Bad. She looking for you. Be easy man. out there. Be easy. Yeah. Take it light. But take it.
Yes, sir. As Chilltown just said, man, love yourself, man. Never drink and drive. Call a cab, call a Uber, call a Lyft, man. Take care of yourself this weekend. We'll catch y'all next time. Yes, we will.